at JCPenney's Memorial Day Sale, sizzling deals are on with storewide doorbusters all weekend. Or bring home savings up to 50% during our Memorial Day home sale. Save even more with your coupon. And for all former and active military personnel, enjoy an extra 10% off in-store. Just show a valid military or VA ID at checkout. Shopping is back. JCPenney. Coupon valid on select styles through 530. Some exclusions apply. Doorbusters valid 526 through 530 and excluded from coupons. See store or jcp.com for details. Okay, this is Jim the Keys bartender coming to you for episode 184. 184. It's fucking hot. It's fucking hot. It's fucking hot. We're going to put effing on there. This is Africa hot. It is. It is. It's becalmed. There is. It's a mirror on the canal here. Um, there's no wind. There's um, no breeze. It's it's the temperature isn't. Jim is like moist. Arizona thing. Yeah, you know what? It's just it's just very <laughs> humid. It's um, I'm surprised that all the metal isn't just materializing into rust, <laughs> and and then you know get flop sweat and all that stuff. Uh, I used to work in Tampa unloading fruit trucks when I was a kid. And that was, I thought that was, that's, this is about as hot as that is at this time with the sun going down. Yeah. It's beautiful here. You just got to acclimate yourself to this stuff. You gotta and get we're acclimated. Is what you got to do. You well, got to jump in the water. We're acclimated to it. We right. can handle it. We just don't realize we know it's hot. We know when people come down here, they know it's hot. We notice that people driving down here. That's uh, why they in ride the convertibles. Day, they're driving they're their goddamn convertibles with, um, <laughs> The top down. Yes, sweating. Top down was sweating, you know, with the bald heads basting in the <laughs> getting sun. Burnt. Getting burnt. Getting, getting burnt before they get to the destination. <laughs> Look, I want to, how do I get a sun and wind burn with little effort? Well, drive down the keys. Yes, in a convertible. On a blindingly sunny day <laughs> with the top down. Yes. And you'll look like a fucking, um, one of those red, Domed lights on a, on a, you know, going down on a, on a police car going down, you know, just all red. Just red. Woo, 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 woo. You know, what's funny is that like, you can tell that like the locals, they, like a lot of the locals drive white some cars. Some get burnt. Some, some the locals get burnt. White cars. Yeah. Well, you can always tell a local here because you get the sunglasses tan, you know, like the raccoon face, like reverse raccoon. I know that looks. Yeah. But you know, especially the fishermen, you know, the charter captains and stuff like that. I know guys that they wear the face mask and yeah, stuff like that. Yeah, my husband has to do that. Stuff, and they don't get all burn up and stuff yeah. like that. They're smart. Yeah, my husband has to do that because he's a white guy with blonde hair. You know so. what? That's going to be payback in the back. But it is so freaking hot. But there are still people that run in this stuff. Hey, they run in Africa. They run in Africa. They're, they're running run in, in Africa. They run in Asia. Yeah. They're running there. That's hot. It's too we're, hot we're, to run right we're now. We're in that... In that uh, uh, a community of nations and where areas of the uh, world where it just gets hot. I mean, <laughs> there's other places. There are places in like uh, in Iran, I think, in Saudi Arabia, it gets up to like 130 degrees. Yeah. A hundred and th- I don't I care. Know. Dry heat or wet heat. That is incredible. It's, it's like shocking when you take a breath in when you go to something like that. And you're like, <gasps> and it's like hot, just hot air. It's like air. laying a, a freshly baked pizza. On your face. <laughs> or, you know what? It's like this. Like, people that wear glasses, like me, I wear glasses. Yeah. When you open the oven. Yeah. Oh. Right? And they fog and up. They fog up, and you can't breathe, because you're like, <gasps> yeah, You suck it hot. in, it goes right in there. Yeah. 500 degrees. <laughs> yep. right in there. That's what, oh. it, that's what it's like right now. Yep. It's, yep. it's hot. 
Yeah, they go. You see all the air conditioners going. They don't go outside. And here we are outside. <laughs> here doing we it. are outside. You know what? There's nothing better. I like to be it. outside. I think we get the the better keys vibe out here. Yeah, you got to be a little sweaty. Yeah, you got to be able to take it. You know, <laughs> AC wasn't invented until I think it was the 1920s. I don't need. We you don't need to Google I, it. I know, but it usually I think I'm it was it was really early. The fact checker. I know. You want to check it? Check it. Um, you uh, know, I do it. remember I like watching York the, or something like that. Gatsby and yeah. seeing that they would take like a block of ice with a fan by mm. it, and like just well, the Egyptians used to. You know what the Egyptians did? They take a reed, a reed drape, and you wet it. And uh, you put it in your window, and when it's it works, it only works when you have a low humidity, and oh. the act of the wind blowing through, and the uh, water evaporating, is a coolant process, and it actually cools it by more than several degrees, Ooh. upwards of ten degrees. The evaporation process of water when it's dry causes. It was 1902. See. In 1902, a 25-year-old engineer from New York named Willis Carrier invented the first modern carrier? air conditioning. Willis Carrier. Yeah, the Carrier The Carrier ACs, company. yep. But he also makes furnaces. I know that Carrier makes furnaces, too. And, uh, yeah. They so really blow. It sent air through water-cooled coils, yep. which was not aimed at human comfort, however. It was designed to control humidity in, the, in a printing plant where he worked. Which they found the applicable, and within a couple of years, they, yeah. they the first places they started applying that to was the theaters. Sup, once they could get cinemas, once they get cinemas, especially on a hot day, you could charge. Not only do you get people to come and see a movie, that's air you're gonna, gonna go, like, it's, it's eighty-five degrees outside, and you get them walking. You someplace in South Florida here, and you got are you kidding me? And there's not experience in nineteen thirty. Go to an air-conditioned room. That's so cool. I mean, the height of luxury. I mean, thanks, Willis. Like, yeah. That was really awesome of you. Like, we all appreciate your AC. Like, it's, yeah. it's pretty cool. Well, someday, someday we'll be able to... Someday they'll move, be able to move the Earth further away from the sun. It actually says here what? that it wasn't until 1970 that air-conditioning units actually made it into most American homes. Yeah, that's right. My, uh, well, I'm talking, let me. Yeah, um, give me a little history, a little background there. Uh, I lived in Philadelphia and uh, it was 19, 1974, 75. I lived in Mayfair, Northeast Philadelphia, in the row home. And we described the histories of row home in uh, episode 178 uh, shotgun houses. Yeah. And uh, we did not have an air conditioner, we had fans. We had fans. It was okay. In the 75, it didn't even quite, didn't say make it in most homes. Some places, we were lower middle class. We were, we were lower middle class. And then uh, w- when uh, we moved back to the father at some of the military housing, they had the AC. And then AC units started showing up. And you had your basement, the basements that were below ground that were always a little cooler. Just but they slightly. were kind of muggy. They were muggy. They were kind of muggy and... and Cooler but damp. Damp and uh, moldy. Uh, but it was until for us, it was... We didn't have central air in our house until... We didn't have central air at all in the house that we moved into when I was in high school. Every house I lived subsequent after the n- mid-1980s had central air. And... It is imperative in those places that can get up to 100 to sometimes, if 
because of the way they insulate the houses. Ah. The way the houses are insulated nowadays. It used to, people were a lot tougher then, and our hottest years were. But it's so hot down here. And I remember my, I had to convince my grandmother, my house when I lived in the far northeast near the um, border of the city, to get an air conditioner. We put an air conditioner in her room so we can get it at night so she can go to sleep when it's 75 degrees. And she thought she didn't want it because it would make her sick. Oh, right. She was born in 1908. Mm-hmm. And the air conditioner was foreign to her. And uh, we had air conditioning uh, on our main level where the living room and the kitchen was. And it would always make the... <laughs> I had a room in the basement. I had a room in the basement. And if they had left that AC on, my room was a uh, coldest in the house. I had a Greg Brady room. Did you watch the Brady Bunch at all? Are you talking about with the curved ceilings and stuff? No, Greg... Oh, you were in the basement. Well, I was in the basement. Greg Brady had an attic room. I had an attic I had a room. basement room under the steps. But it... it, it it, I had. I figured. I looked at it and I said, I could put a bed under it. I could put my dresser right at the foot of the steps where the steps cut in and go down. And the rec room would be my living room. It's like the whole downstairs was my apartment, and there was a half bathroom down there so I can shave and do stuff. I'd just go upstairs and shower. There were two showers um, on the third floor of the house. I was first floor basement, you know, because it wasn't all the way underground because right. the, the, the sliding glass doors. Open to the backyard, oh, so it was so kind of like I wasn't. Lockout. Yes, it wasn't really like a basement, and the side of my room was underground, and, and the doorway half. and the end. Of, one end of my room was the uh, laundry room, and then the garage. So it's for a high school kid from a. I say at that point we were middle class. We were middle middle class. Okay. Middle middle class. We weren't upper middle class. We weren't lower middle class. We were middle middle class, and. That's when, when I go to sleep at night and I had to use a blanket. It wasn't until in the 90s, I think. Until the 1990s, when I got out of, the, uh, when I first moved into place after the Navy, um, that my roommate would set the, it would be July, and the AC, I didn't know the setting could go to 66. I had to get a comforter out. Yeah. And it was 90, 90 degrees at night. I had to put a comforter on. And then I'd build the bill. And when we get in these discussions, right? When someone you room with has an unusual requirement for something being cold and has to get it really low because they have high blood pressure, are you responsible for paying half that bill? And I said, you know what? I'm perfectly fine with it at 75. 75 degrees. Nine degrees warmer. And I don't know what the breakdown, but I imagine that bill would have been half. Yikes. Because getting something 24 degrees cooler versus 14 or 15 degrees cooler, I, I would have been happy 77, 76. Right. I could sleep fine. Make it dry. Well, if, as long as it's running when it's humid and it's running, thing, it keeps the place dry. I'm fine. If you get it under 80 and it's dry, and when it's down here... That's, this is the nuances of it. When you're up in a dry area, when it's 80 degrees and it's dry, it's great. And it's 85, it's great. 90, it's great when it's dry. Your you're, you know, fucking uh, sweat wicks away from your body, evaporates. The natural cooling process, which I mentioned with the right. Egyptians, with the straw mats over the windows. Yeah. Uh, but when it's humid, that when you sweat, that stays there. 
Humidity does not take it away from your body. It just lays on your body like an insulator. See, I can't think so. I don't think I've ever been anywhere where it's been dry heat. Like well, I'm from Minneapolis. No, I've never, like, well, I've never lived there. I can't remember. You've been in a place where it's in here. This is not dry here, heat. No, no, but sometimes when the humidity drops, you feel, when, you feel it, it, there's not a significant drop. It could be like a two or three degree drop in temperature. But if the dry air comes in, let's say it comes in from the like, northwest. Okay. Let's say a wind comes in from the northwest and something, and you feel that temperature drop, and it, it's not a temperature drop; it's a humidity drop, and that's just your that the, the temperature drops, and all of a sudden the that sweat starts wicking away from your body. And we just seem to put up with it. Well, we just, I just kind of deal with it. But I'm, I'm from Minneapolis, and most people are like, oh, that's so cold up there. I mean, like four months out of the year, I will tell you, it's hot up there. It gets hotter up there sometimes than it does here. Well, that's where it makes it harder for people because they never, I think you, you get acclimated to the it's, extreme cl- cold, and then it gets super hot, and you had a month and a half. I mean, you, you, you're, you're, I'm, I'm here in places up there. Uh, uh, three weeks ago, there was still snow. It was still snowing. In upstate New York, three weeks yeah, ago, crazy. three four weeks ago, but then guys again, were sending pictures. Three weeks lake, ago, lake you get that lake effect humidity, just like you get lake effect snow, mm-hmm. and like Minnesota is like the land of ten thousand lakes. So of course everything is stagnant water, just sitting there getting hot, and like it's humid. It well, I'm just saying when it's gross. bouncing between uh, forty to fifty degrees, your body doesn't have a chance to acclimate. Right. It's just like walking out from here into a. Fr- you, you can walk into, well, if you work in our business, you go into a freezer. Holy shit. Well, especially if you're sweaty. If you're sweaty and you walk and into you a freezer. And you hold into it. No, it feels great. It feels great. But if you got locked in there, I imagine your survivability would be much less than a person that was, uh, let's holding at like 50, 60 degrees. Right. If you're walking around 50, 60 degrees, you walk into a place that's real cold. You're feeling a 20 degree, 20, 30 degree drop. Right. You're going to be Not able to go and handle it. You know, 100 and degree drop. No? <laughs> right. Well, um, I was just, I'm texting my mom and she's not answering me yet, but I was just like, it? I wanted to know when we first got AC because I think, like, we never had, we never had um, central the AC. Places, the places up north, they didn't have to have central AC because you're thinking you only have to tough it out for three months. Right. And they go, we can do that. What we need is a good insulation and to be able to survive the cold. Right. Because the heat, Though it can kill you, in some ways, good. But they don't understand, like, when it spikes up to 105 in a place like Chicago, Ugh. in the cities and, and stuff like that, it's just impossible. I couldn't, I mean, at least here, we're looking at the water. Yeah. I mean, this if I there, get too hot, like, I'll just go jump in it. Mm-hmm. Or I have a dock shower right there. Yeah, if I burst on, if I burst, Into spontaneously come back. Yes. I, will I have a just, place to run. Just like, um, Fairmere, Fair, Boromir and <laughs> Fairmere's father in Lord of the Rings. I've never seen Lord it of the Rings. It was in The Return of the King if, when if he you set himself on fire. spontaneously combust, I will just shove you into the water and it'll you be You can't fine. do that. You're gonna, if, you, if I'm going spe- to spontaneously combust, you don't already be dead. <laughs> I don't want to be only com- reason covered I say in that, no, that, that was a, That was, uh, was a, from another... That was another note from... Um, but you're sitting behind no, the bar no, right now. I from, might be. No, no, it's protected. from it's from the office. Oh. The show, the office, and Dwight Schrute had a, a letter, and people were reading the letter, and it's in case of emergency, in, in case um something or something like this. Uh, please call so and so, and 
if you're reading this and uh, I'm about to die, everyone in the office is already dead. <laughs> so they don't know if it seems he's going to kill him oh, or, or anything like that. Gosh. It was great. Um, um, speaking of that, we were um, talking about that last quote. We were we, we, we were speculating about the last quote. Ago. It was uh, uh, I, I, this is where uh, because American history is big. We talked about it. It's not deep. American history is not deep. It's only American history is less than two hundred and fifty years. So when you consider the United States from the Declaration of Independence to to the present day, but we are the history is big. American history is big, meaning big. It constitutes a lot of things spanning the globe, much like Britain over the last several years spanned the globe and had a lot of impact. There's a lot of smaller countries that are older, but we've had, in the last hundred years, it's one thing I'm very proud, we had a big effect on the world. Yes, that's very The true. U.S. has, and relatively quickly. Much like Rome, Greece, Britain... Am I missing someone? France? Spain. 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 Portugal. Yeah. Spain. Spain had a huge empire for a time. Um, the ch- China. Mm-hmm. China, the ancient uh, Chinese. Uh, uh, the Mongol Empire. Yeah. Oh, the Mongol yeah. Empire was hundreds. The Persian. Uh, the shorter-lived Macedonian. The Greek. Uh, we have a, a big influential history and one of the things is we were thinking about it's a, it's a relatively short history if you think about it compared it, it, to these other countries called but a lot of things happen and the statement was i made was a rising ship a uh, rising tide raises all ships well, and yes. and we thought it was from the depression because it sounds like we when anybody is if you're a a, a, a student of history you think that sounds like something that would happen during the Depression, and then you want to pump up the economy, get everyone going. And actually, there were other regressions and, and, and depressions that occurred. And in the early 60s, there was a slowdown again because uh, the rest of the world was catching up. And, you, yes. and, and Jenna brought and, to my attention, we thought it was we, Roosevelt. We thought it was Roosevelt, and then we were questioning ourselves, and then I looked it up from the last episode, but it's actually the effort the aphorism is a rising tide lifts all boats. Yes. And it was JFK that said it, and it was associated with the idea that an improved economy will benefit all participants. Yes. Right? So basically just, you know, particularly the government economic policy, therefore focus on a broad economic efforts. But then after we were talking about that, and I pointed out that it was JFK, then Jim had this great idea about talking about like – well, I said, I said, he, hey, he was a good-looking guy. I mean, people thought. If you think of it, he was 42, 43 years old when he became president. He was young, vibrant. Previous to him, previous to him he came to Eisenhower. Eisenhower was uh, around his age, maybe a, around his age, uh, maybe a little older during World War II. Around World War II. Yeah. And, and um, he became president as an older man, and prior to him was... Truman, who was no spring chicken, and then it was Roosevelt, who was debilitated through polio, and then you had Hoover, Coolidge, Harding. Oh, man, I think I'm doing pretty good. I'm backing up through the ones in Harding, and then maybe Wilson. No, Cleveland. I miss Cleveland in there. Cleveland, Wilson, 
Taft. Sorry, I'm laughing. Am I screwing up? Roosevelt? No, I, no, I'm just laughing at my mom because I asked her about when we, did we first get air conditioning and yeah. was it before I was born? Because I was born in 76. And she just answered me back. And she said, AC? Question mark. What's AC? <laughs> air conditioning. Oh, she doesn't know what AC no. is? And then she goes, oh, yeah, yeah, before you were born. When we first moved into the Washburn house, we had a new furnace and window units. Window units. Window what? units, and only in certain bedrooms. Oh, and then she's, you were... she's actually listening right now to a different podcast, a previous podcast that we just published, and she's listening to Male Enhancement, and she's crying laughing at She the likes moment. it? Okay. Yeah, yeah. She's, she, she's, she's, okay, she's well, loving your humor. She always does. She does? Well, yes. Well, yeah, you know yeah. this about FGE. Okay. I, well, I she appreciate her it. some gym. Uh, um, thank you, Gloria. And we've, we've never formally met yet, and I know we've never spoke to each other. We're... We're going to figure out how to do the Skype talk and uh, maybe when I'm in... <laughs> what? Like she says that she would shit anywhere, anytime for big money. Big money. So they big see money. what I mean? She goes... Right. She has her eyes on the prize. Right. As in episode uh, 179 uh, yeah. uh, that we were referring to, do you poop enough uh, infomercial? And and we're talking about bashful poopers. Uh, and not that, you know, actually it is a solitary event. It really is. Uh, it, it really is. Oh but goodness. if you were paid big money. And oh, the other thing I meant to mistake, and I mentioned the deer hunter. We did the deer hunter in Apocalypse yes, Now. The 200,000 seat stadium. Unless there's one in Qatar for the World Cup that's coming up in uh, two, three years. <laughs> I don't think there's a 200,000 seat stadium out there. That when I mentioned that in that in the just in the just released or the one eighty oh it's episode one eighty yeah I just gave away half the one eighty I know I know we're talking about things that aren't even released yet but then again you're not going to know because you're not going to listen to this until after one eighty so okay. it's all right all right I can talk about it I can talk about it now and we're not. Hurting him. So we talked about the best looking president. Best looking president. Okay, so so we, let's start out. Let's talk with the founding fathers. I have got founding fathers. The Jefferson was probably the hottest one. Possibly, if you're going back that far. But I have. I mean, the, Washington. Uh, he didn't have wooden teeth. I have the top ten best looking, according to Ranker. I have the top ten best looking presidents. Okay, wait. In the history of time. What the fuck is that? Harding? Oh, that's Harding as a young man. So Harding Doesn't count. Is, Doesn't right? count. Well, well, hold on, hold on. Saying. Before you say anything, okay. I'm going to give you my rank. I'm going to give you my rank okay. before you look give at it. Give me any. the rank. Uh, Kennedy, Reagan. Jefferson. Um, God. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, so you're going Kennedy one. I mean, um, Lincoln, one of our greatest presidents, was not one of our best looking presidents. He was not, but you oh, know. Oh, Roosevelt, Roosevelt, young, the younger Roosevelt. When yes, I say the younger Roosevelt, Teddy I, Roosevelt. Teddy Roosevelt was a handsome bugger with his glasses, very stylish. Yes. Teddy Roosevelt's up there. So I'm going to go with the big, my big uh, four are Kennedy, Jefferson, Teddy Roosevelt, and Reagan. Okay, what do you got? Okay. Let's hear the, hear, hear the ranking. And then I want to talk about speculating future uh, uh, ones. Okay, so top 10, according to Ranker, the ten, number 10 is Warren Harding. Uh, that's his. That's he an was old the picture. 29th president. And of course, this was, yeah, I mean, that's it was. Before he was president. Yeah, it, he, he was the, young, like young. That. Now, number nine, Calvin Coolidge. Silent Cal. 
Calvin Coolidge. Oh, he was a, he was a nice right? looking guy. So in his younger years, well, again, yeah, he looked like a right? total dickhead then. Um, he kind of looks like a douche. Actually. Who's that guy? This number eight is George W. Bush, even with his unibrow you on Ranker. You know right? why he was? Yeah, okay. I, I, he looks like you know who I think he looks like. I think he looks like Ted Bundy in that picture. He does look like Ted Bundy, right? Okay, but he's a nice looking guy. He's a handsome guy. So but Laura Bush is a nice looking woman, right? Um, number seven was Richard Nixon. Let's see him. Richard Holy Nixon, shit. right? Like he Nixon has, like, as a young guy. Nixon as a young he, guy. Right. Wait, let's see that picture again. Yeah, right. I mean, this is not so bad. This is not too bad. He looks like guy. Guy. He looks like the guy. There's an actor named Nixon. Nixon, who was in Office Space. You ever seen that movie? No. Office Space? Oh yeah, I have seen Office he Space. He looks like a young. He looks like oh, him. Oh, I know who you're talking about. He was also in him. that Band of Brothers. Tony, let me see that picture yeah. again. Okay, here we go. One, one more time. There you Holy go. So shit. Richard Nixon, Nixon, he looks like he was like up, in wearing buddy. athletic look, gear. He was a nice something. guy. All right. So number six is George. The father. H.W. Bush. He's in his younger master. years okay. as well. And he's also wearing, I yeah. believe, like a collar. Oh, I yeah. He was, he's wearing a Yale shirt. I'm going to take Obama. And then number five is Barack Obama. Obama. See? Oh, I threw Obama in before. Yeah. Did even, I do it before I saw even, it? You you said it earlier when we I said were, it earlier. I when forgot we that, were right. up, when we Barack were Obama is a handsome son of a bitch. And then um number four Teddy. is Franklin Teddy. Roosevelt. With oh, that's the, him younger. Right? They're he had his baggy younger. eyes and They're stuff like that. And then Teddy's gonna be in there. All right, and then number three they have is Ronald Reagan, of course, in his yeah. Ronald years. Reagan's fucking actor, you know. He yeah, and it was big blue eyes. Yep, good looking uh, dude. Were- number two was Rutherford B. Hayes, the nineteenth president, eighteen seventy seven to eighteen. Let me see. They got some good pictures. Uh, oh, sorry, in office from eighteen seventy seven to eighteen eighty one, and uh, yeah, he. It's a very old, old. Oh, it's, whoa, it looks like fucking- a tin type. Holy shit, that guy's... But he, he's a good He's got a, uh, a mulling kind of dark... He does. He's got like the real wide yeah. set like face. And then, of course, they have on their list as number one as JFK, who I just don't find JFK. that attractive. JFK was the guy. But you know what? He really needed to get some stuff for under his eyes. Yeah. Well, he had a, he was a, a drug addict. Oh, is that why his eyes are poofy? Yeah, yeah. What he was, was he addicted addict. to? Painkillers. Like what? Like opioids? For Atchison's disease. Atchison's? Atchison's disease. What is that? What I don't know. What pain? It's like almost uh, like fiber. Uh, uh, oh yeah, yeah. He he was prescribed a lot of painkillers and stuff like that. Yikes! Kind of fucked him up. But I'm surprised Teddy Roosevelt had some style to him and stuff like that. He he must have been charming as hell. He Teddy Roosevelt was given a speech. Oh wait, got shot. Got shot, and it wasn't life threatening. It hit him in the body. Got shot. Assassination attempt. Okay. And gave a speech before seeking medical attention. So he had like a bullet in, in his body. In, in his like what, torso? It, it's like an upper body. Oh my God. And it wasn't like near his heart? That's so crazy. No, but you, you could Google that. It's true. He, he was shot and he, he, was, he was among our toughest presidents, Teddy Roosevelt. Teddy Roosevelt. Teddy Roosevelt. A Republican, might I add. But you know what? It was virtually 100 years ago, and they were different then. And this Teddy Roosevelt wouldn't put up with the shit that was being put up with nowadays. He was shot during a speech. And he said, yeah. So when Teddy Roosevelt was shot in 1912, a speech may have saved his life. It takes more than that to kill a bull moose. Mm -hmm. He reached into his coat pocket, pulled out a bullet-riddled 50-page speech. 
holding it up with prepared remarks, which he had two big holes blown through each page. So the speech that he had in his pocket is what saved his saved him from the bullet penetrating his body. But he didn't stop. No. Well, I think no. I don't uh, know. I think he. I think it. I think it went into his skin. It takes more than that to kill a bull moose. I think that's cool. Uh, they had what, thicker a paper. They had thicker... what a badass. Oh, there's Tyler. It here. was a 50 page speech. Must yep. have been and using... holding it up through, through his prepared remarks, which had two big holes blown through each oh. page, he continued. And uh, you know what? Since we're in the Keys, uh, um, uh, George H.W. Bush used to go down to Chica Lodge. Yeah. Yeah. He was a big President, uh, fisherman. President Obama. Yeah. Went up to Ocean Reef. Yes. Well, we, there is a and presidential Joe Biden, estate and Joe Biden, in And Joe Reef. Biden stayed in North Key Largo. Yep. Joe Biden likes... Uh, uh, Jimmy Carter comes down here regularly for Habitat for Humanity. Oh, that's Oh, cool. he's been in our Publix. Oh. Oh, my God. I love that guy. <laughs> I do. You know, listen, politics aside, you can't fucking hate Jimmy Carter. I believe he was the president the year I was born. No, I, well, I mean, was, politics I aside, so. you know, whether he's a good man, if anybody wanted to say, uh, I thought he was a good president, but everyone should agree Jimmy Carter is a good man. Yeah. Because that guy in his 90s is still putting houses up for, I mean, still his, now? Oh, yeah. He straps on, he straps on the tool belt and does that thing. Yeah, still now. And he always diagnosed with cancer uh, two years ago. And he's still doing it. Oh, yeah. Jimmy Carter's still out there doing it. Jimmy Carter's a, 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 then still giving uh, still giving interviews and stuff like that. Okay, that and so then let's cool. get back to the big guy for the keys. Uh, I'd like to say the big guy. So it's Truman, because the um, the Southern White House is in Key West. Oh, the Truman it, House, yes. The Truman House, yep. and it is a big uh, thing. And Truman. Uh, has a lot to do with the spunkiness of the keys because uh, when Truman was originally, he filled out, he was a vice president under Roosevelt, he filled out his term, and then... This is what we were talking about when he no was president. getting elected. Yes. Uh, the, the polls showed that um, his opponent would win and papers, a whole bunch of papers printed up. Uh, uh, so Dewey, Dewey. Dewey okay. was his opponent. So Dewey wins, and uh, Truman holds up a picture of a newsprint when he wins the amount of electors that he needs to win, and it says, uh, Dewey wins, and Truman's the winner. And Truman was a guy, and his famous saying was, the buck stops here. Take a responsibility oh, yeah, for yeah. bad results or bad decisions. And Truman was... Um, a leader of character, much as George H.W. was of character. Yes. He did the assault whip. He was a Republican that supported an assault weapon ban, mm-hmm. which was uh, not popular with the NRA, and he's being a Republican. Uh, and then you have uh, Barack Obama accused of whatever he was. I still think he was a great president. And Joe Biden was a great vice president. I'm sure there was other presidents that came down here. But uh, those are the three big ones. We had other people like uh, Ted Williams. We're going to move on to another great thing, and it is uh, very patriotic. Jenna? Yes. 
I hear that you're a listener. You told me you were a listener and you're a follower of the U.S. women's soccer team. Yeah, well, I Let me recently, I've been watching it. I've been watching them since the 90s. Okay. When they dominate, they started dominating U.S. women's soccer. It's been such a dominant force in the women's. And you can say whether it's more competitive or not. They consistently, U.S. women's soccer has been more competitive and has been at the top and always has been since the 90s considered a powerhouse. And here they come into the World Cup. They got such a deep team. And I'm not a soccer person, but they won against their first round against Thailand. And the previous the previous record was by a blowout was um was some other Germany versus some other team in 2006. It was 12 to nothing. The US did 13 nothing against Thailand. And they were on the attack the whole time. Their, their credo is they never let up, and that's their thing. Whether they're behind or whether they're ahead, they're gonna, they're, they're, they don't want to dishonor Just their opponent. Going. They don't right. want to dishonor their opponent and start by laughing. laying back and right. laying back and saying, like a kid, like you would against a kid, you just do what you can do. And I think if you're a valorous opponent, you would want that. Right. Yeah, you don't want them to slow down and, and then the, put in all the like, fourth the string people. Just the of those women and the way they did it and the way they set themselves up and the way they charged down the field and the way they kept on going, kept on going, kept on going, pounding, 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 and kept on attacking. They were relentless. Right. They were relentless, much like the European teams are when they play the U.S. men's. And the U.S. men's, I had to say, are poor, a poor example of U.S. manhood. Well, it's just an example the way it is. In comparison to lost, the women's team. In compared to the women's right. team, the U.S. men, when they achieve mediocre success, they are lauded. And uh, the U.S. women's team, and it's, I may you lose uh, uh, listeners for this, but the U.S. women's soccer team is, is uh, championing a women's equality uh, uh, parity in pay. And there were some s- statistics I saw. And one of the uh, statistics said, and they showed the pay charts for the U.S. women's team and the U.S. men's team. If the, can you, you got me one? If the U.S. men's team lost all their games in the process of, of the year, the players would get 200, and I'm going to go lower, 250,000. Lost all their games for losing. If the U.S. women's team wins all their games, meaning all the way through, the maximum they can make is 99000 with their bonus. Two and a half times less. And it could be as great as three times less. Now, that's the best achievement to U.S. women's and the worst achievement men. So you can imagine what it could be if the men achieved the same and the women. But the argument for the men... And uh, the soccer, U.S. women's soccer, is saying the men's soccer is more popular. But where they don't factor in is the followers in our country follow U.S. women's soccer so much more greatly, and they make so much more money from advertising everything, sales, ticket sales and stuff, from a winning U.S. soccer 
uh, women's U.S. soccer team is so much more profitable to U.S. women's soccer, which is much more profitable than U.S. men's soccer because of the lack of success. And I, I'm not a traitor to my gender. It's just a fact. Right. If we were Brazil, if we were France, if we were Germany, and they were the men, yes. And you could scale it down to say if we generate, if they generate $500 million in revenue... And then you could say, you could justify that. But when the U.S. women's soccer team is generating more, more money, revenue. more revenue, and making two and a half times less, then there is something wrong. And it yep. brings to mind, in 1979, in 1983, the expiration of the ERA, the Equal Rights Amendment. Yes. Expired. Yeah. Because only 36 or 37 states... Uh, passed because it was going to become a constitutional amendment. So they put in amendment to guarantee that gender would not be a basis for discrimination. I and I always I, I don't know if you're long and once again I'll repeat once again if you're a long time listener. I believe challenge and fortitude. If I'm challenged. I have to work harder if I want to achieve. If I'm working against a harder opponent, I have to be better if I need to win or compare or be on a par or whatever you want to do, whatever field you're in. I have to work harder and achieve. I don't need a step up. I don't need an artificial pay scale. Right. So then if I produce one. their salaries off of the revenue that they produce and their wins. Oh, Tyler, you're you're you know, preaching to the choir. I, but that's what you're I'm preaching saying, to the choir. You know? That's what they're talking about. Yeah. But they're talking what they look at. What they look at is men's soccer in general, worldwide, is more popular. The men's World Cup. But when it comes to the U.S. audience and where we derive the income, where the income goes in the to the organization that pays the salary, if they achieve more profit, that's exactly what you said, that it should be commensurate with the success. Right. And the failure of this company, uh, this company, um, we're a capitalist Organ- society, organization. country, yep. company, country, whatever, yep. our, our organization mm-hmm. is when we're regressive. And that's regressive. If you, if a man want to achieve, if you want to be superstars, if you want to make two hundred fifty thousand, and you don't get two hundred fifty thousand by losing to Jamaica, and not that Jamaica is a subpar country, they're a country of about ten million people, but we're a country of three hundred fifty million people. We should be able to field a soccer team that can stand up to Jamaica, and we lose to smaller countries. We don't make it up to Germany. We don't make it up to Mexico's level. We barely make it up to smaller country levels. And those countries achieve more. And we are a powerful country. And the American women will defeat China. They will defeat traditional uh, soccer countries. They'll dominate them. Yeah. They are terrified of the American women. Terrified. Much like, much like we do, much tough. like, and I'll yeah. say basketball, basketball achieves that level. A basketball achieves that. And what I was going to say is just over the last two days while we were traveling, we stopped at Buffalo Wild Wings twice on the way out of town, on the way back yeah. into town. And we, both days, they had women's soccer on there. 
And I will tell you, watching them compared to the men's soccer that I've watched yeah. in the past, those are tough. Those girls. women get down and dirty a lot more than our men do, and they don't cry when nope. they fall, and they charge downfield. They charge downfield hard. They charge downfield hard. I saw those women. They're steely-eyed competitors, and they go and do it. And I swear to God, that's where I think um, the U.S. is getting it right. It's been getting it right with parity of men. We're working hard. Our population is working hard to do it. Our women in the military, much like the um, – I don't know if Israel did champion that originally, but they needed to because they didn't have the population – but the U.S. Well, is getting it. Women in the military, they achieve it. Our first, uh, our first commander of a division, of an infantry division, was uh, this week a woman. An Army infantry division, the first commander of a division, was appointed uh, a former Black Hawk helicopter pilot, was appointed today. And if you can achieve from... Okay, this is where I'm defeating my argument... If they are fighting against injustice and being set back further and achieving, then maybe these things like when black people end up going to Oxford, well, African-Americans, despite not being chosen at the same rate, that makes them stronger. So thinking that privilege, privilege kills incentives and does not make you stronger, makes you weaker. A resistance, um, much like resistance training, where I'm from in, in, in a way, being able to work hard is a quality that allows you to achieve. And uh, America, and uh, we, can, we, we are great because of things like the American women's soccer team, the U.S., uh, United States soccer team, the armed forces that we have that always... And I, I dispel the rumors that we lost Vietnam. We did not lose Vietnam. We went uh, around the world. We we're fighting in a country. Uh, we, we necessarily, I don't think we should have been fighting in. We fought in a war. We were sure to be lost because the only way to win a fight like that is obliterating the population. Oh, my God. Because you're always going to uh, do. But we, we won almost every war we fought in. We won. We've lasted. We've fought at disadvantages in 1812, uh, American Revolution. We survived a civil war. Uh, we, we went over and helped out in World War I. We tipped the balance in World War II. We sur uh, survived it in the Korean War. We went and tried to preserve the French Empire in Vietnam, which I thought was a mistake, but the men that served and the women that served are, are heroes. And, and whenever we had to address any terrorist attacks, we went over and kicked butt. And we will, when we do persevere, when we do do that, we do do win out. Well, and that's, to me, I'm, I'm not a huge history buff. I, I follow very little of our mm -hmm. past, which I wish I did more. But in my aspect as a 90s generation, yeah. when I look at what the United States is, yes, are there wars that we're fighting that we shouldn't be in? Yes. I'm sure. But that's what makes America, America. And this is why we are who we are, is because no matter whose war it is, whose fight it is, we try and help out and we move on to help other We countries. try to pick the right side. We, we try and make to try to pick the right side. everybody's life a little bit better. I, I, you know, I'm just going to jump off topic for a second because you corrected yourself with the whole uh, deer hunter versus yes, apocalypse, apocalypse snapping. And when we were talking about pooping yeah. on episode 180... 
which my mother is listening to now. Are we supposed to poop every time we eat? No, um, I said something <laughs> about a diuretic. Like a diuretic with it's you. It's for urine, no, it's, isn't it? Yes, and that's what mom just I said. She was that. like, yeah. she was like, you're an ass. <laughs> she called me an ass, and she said that it, a diuretic is a substance that promotes diuresis, which is increased production of urine, and it helps your body lose fluid levels. Fluids. So I am sorry, a diuretic. I thought a diuretic was something that would promote diarrhea. You know, on that note, because it I think sounds I go so similar. Can I, you, can I go over and urinate your canal on the? Uh, so, mom, I am I? sorry. Yeah. I have been corrected. Okay. My neighbors don't care. You can, yes, you, you can pee off. I'm not going to do it. I'm not going to do it. Well, Sean does it all the time. I just want to see if I can ask and do it. I'm not going to do it. Sean, Sean, the neighbor guy, Sean does it all the time. You know why I won't do it? Not out of respect for your neighbors. Answer. Because he doesn't want it to drop in the water. No, no, no. Out of respect for you. I respect for you. I'm you don't want to get you. salt water on your weenie? Not respecting your neighbors, respecting you. I pee off my dog all the time. <laughs> I know, but that's my your choice. My neighbor comes over and hangs out and pees off my dog. He does. He does. Cho- that's your choice. It's out of respect for you. It's out of respect you got, for you. you got to piss off my dog. I know, no, dog. but when I'm over someone's house, and I, you see how quickly we turn from the thing? <laughs> oh, my gosh. I my thing. It's perfect. Okay. I'm not going to do it. America. Gonna, America. Uh, all right. I could definitely poop off the dock. I'm also supposed to let you know that her cat... My mother's cat. Um, his name is Bob. Robert. McFeeline. Oh, she listened to it. So Bob she cat. Had... Well, his name, uh, his formal name is Robert McFeline. Yeah. But she calls him Bobcat. Um, he is snuggled up to her phone, and so he, he can't even because he loves Jim, the keys bartender. So mom's cat Bob is is a avid listener. Pussy loves him, man. And I'm just saying, <laughs> I mean, he, he's a guy. Oh my god, it was perfect. He's a guy cat. <laughs> And oh, he's a Maine Coon, would, yeah. but he's still a cat. So, oh, I'm thinking, okay, you so know, what? there you go. Sausage and tacos, man. <laughs> it doesn't matter. We're trying to, we're trying to attract all different uh, demographics. You know what I should do on my next batch of what? business cards? What? Is put our... This is Tyler Kelly. He's bartender on there as well. You should, you know, whenever you want. Oh, um... Uh, I did mention to my friend uh, Dan Cornell, we're going to wrap this one, oh, we were talking uh, about the uh, cash tiki. Cash tiki. He liked it. Yeah, it's like cash cab. Okay. Uh, we will um, take him out to a specific destination, give him a free ride, but if they don't get all the questions right... They get stranded? They get dumped <laughs> off the tiki. It's a tiki floating bar with a motor. Oh, we know about this. Is this the one out of Snooks? Uh, There's more than one. He has about four right now. He may have more. Well, um, he was supposed to have three, and I was supposed to work for him. That's all right. It, we don't. We, that's all right. We can just leave that, that there. Hey, we're bigger than that. It doesn't matter. So, but I'm thinking instead of, and I was thinking about doing a crocodile lake that would add a note of interesting suspense. Uh, listeners, Crocodile Lake is called Crocodile Lake for a reason. Because it's a spawning ground for American crocodiles. And uh, it should have a lot of them there. So it should provide a lot of incentive for people to answer. But I don't think I'm going to do it from there. And I think maybe we could put a sad dinghy, like a two to three person dinghy behind and drag it and give them the water where we drink champagne and beer on the tiki bar while we're doing it. And I'll make it more of a I still so haven't gotten. Like I still haven't had a uh, in a way where I, I haven't had a response from Ben Bailey, but I don't think Ben Bailey 
needs to respond. I got to contact his production company. Uh, ben Bailey's the host of uh, Cash Cab. Yeah. He's a follower of uh, ours. Remind me again, what Twitter. number are we on? We're on 184. Four. One, okay. I think 184. Mom I'm is sure. mom. Mom and Bobcat are are binge listening right now, and she's blowing up okay. my phone. So I'm so just making no, sure. no. But 180 uh, will be coming up, and then next she's week we'll listening have to 180 right now. So 180, 180 is 180, released. Uh, we have uh, until uh, and we get you. big enough. If we get big enough, we'll have a sound guy with us all the time. Okay. The only way to get big enough in it is for me to probably stay on topic. Number two is to have more <laughs> listeners and more reviews. We currently have 14 reviews, which I'm surprised, on iTunes, which is good. iTunes? We have iHeartRadio? We 25 to 30. The next tier on that, I'd like to get 25 to 30. Uh, yesterday, if it's anecdotal. If um, the company we're working with, it seems like we had an additional... Um, a, a 50 to 60% bump in listenership in just the one episode. Uh, they haven't uh, started with the media, social media yet, but they seem adept at handling sound and putting it up uh, on, on the sites. And we're hoping that the cross thing will increase listenership. That, that is, we still believe it's our job to provide a quality podcast, even though we are partaking. We and are I'm partaking. partaking. We are partaking. That's um, it. Mom has a good idea for heroin, the next heroin episode. Use? She wants to talk about waxing patterns. Different patterns for you to wax your parts. We can talk about that maybe next time. You think I should get my private parts waxed? Well, she says she wants to talk about Br- Brazilian racetracks, for example. <laughs> and I did see I about would consider, the salon. I would the consider... Salon. Getting a hmm. there, there is a salon out there, you know, for men. Well, there's a there's a, a, a little video coming on. Facebook. Yes, yeah, yeah, and the manscaping one. one, yeah, and yeah. the guy would take that, selfies no. next to the junk and show off his like, yep. So uh, I was not impressed. No, and I I didn't think it was expert. Back to our reviews and listeners and all that stuff. So since I'm a new company up and coming, yes. Um, you know, you say whatever you want. If there are other people or our listeners that are expecting or wanting to travel down here to the Keys, you know, if you're an avid listener and you reach out to me, you know, we could give percentages well, wait, off. We would um, ask you to address our our uh, uh, our partner, yes, Forty Three Keys Media. Forty Three Keys Media. We'll go through them, yeah, because yes. they'll come up with it. This way, we won't have to negotiate, and we don't have to be the bad guys. And they're not saying the 43 Keys Media is bad guys. No. But they're the company that's handling that, and that's what we're doing it. And uh, they, they, we give them a chance. They do put a lot of work in this show. They can do it, and they can figure out how to do it. We'll, we'll get the numbers for them, the contact. If you want to get a sponsorship, and you uh, right now you do have an opportune time. If you do want to get in, if you are a company, if you want to reach, we do not just have only about uh, – 40% of our listeners are in the Keys. The rest are in the uh, United States and around the world. So right. if you're a national brand or international brand, uh, you may want to try to get in on the ground level. Uh, now would be the time. Yes, now would absolutely. Be the time. If, you don't, uh, if you don't feel that, I, I, we're not like a local radio station. Uh, it would be good, I, actually, people listen, for local companies to get in here because people that have an affinity and do a search will get Florida Keys bartender. Um, like I said, we well, were talking about it. They're, they're, the Keys bartender. Keys bartender. We're the Keys bartender. 
It's only going to be the Keys bartender. Keeper. But if you do a search of the Florida Keys, we'll be in there under Florida Keys bartender. So then you'll have an opportunity to feature your services or your products here. And then there's plenty of great companies down here. Um, And we can give you some live plugs and we can take care of your business. Be happy to plug you. Absolutely. We're happy to plug you. And now all the ways you will need to be plugged. What? You can prove that you left us a review on any of our hubs. Yeah. Then on our charters, we would be willing to give you a discounted rate. Well, I think you can offer that if you want. Yeah, yeah. What kind of discount are you talking about? 15, 20% 15, more 20%. than our locals get down here. If you're an avid listener and you come down here on vacation on a half day, full day, see the keys kind of charter, the boat's all yours with you and your family. We give you a discount for showing us that you actually are a listener and you have left us a review. Okay. And the first couple, let's say, if you ever honor the first two, 50%. No, I'll go on the cruise with them. That's what I'm saying. I'll go on the cruise with them. You offer the same deal Absolutely. you're doing. Absolutely. I'll go, on, go on the cruise, cruise with them and uh, we'll do maybe all three. We'll, we do, a, do, a we'll do a podcast. podcast. We'll do a floating yeah. podcast. Absolutely. Uh, we'll include you if you want to do it. But uh, we will probably, that offer, we're, we're, we're not. Uh, we're moving ahead. Yeah, we're not quite there yet. We're moving. Right? We're moving ahead, and we know we're going to be there eventually. So, if you want to jump on that wagon, get on there now. A little later, it could be kind of crowded. And I apologize. I do appreciate everyone listening. We uh, we do have a Patreon page, but I'm not worrying about that. We're going to try to raise all our money through advertising. Some people eschew advertising and go through Patreon. I'm not. Uh, I'm trying to expand the listenership where we use advertising to drive uh, listenership, yep. not uh, patronage. Mm-hmm. Patreon is great for, especially for, uh, I, I, think, I think it's fabulous, especially for these specialty podcasts. And I have my favorite ones. I got the Heebie Jeebie Babes. I have a science fiction film podcast. I have the uh, uh, Motivation Podcast, my friend in, in, in England. And there's a couple other ones. There's a wonderful uh, true crime one out of England, that's good, and there's a bunch of other ones, and we will. Uh, we're 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 not going to do a lot of partnerships with these podcasts. I apologize for that because we do have a media company now, so um, we may do ones uh, locally, and we may do other ones depending on what what it does work out for us. But uh, I'm not being selfish. We're just trying to grow our listenership. We're trying to give the people what they want if they want. And and still, a review would be nice. Yeah, yes. a review would be nice. Yes. And um, no matter your medium, we strive on reviews. Yeah, and we promise, even though we know where we could put bodies, <laughs> we won't put your body, you know, and near anybody else's body. I don't right. know if we've said is that this right. Before. Wait, did I say it right? There, that's right. The hand that comes from the grave to strangle you—that's <laughs> a—that's uh, a, a Dwight Schrute. Con- the hand that comes. <laughs> And again, I don't know if we've uh, ever said this or if we've what? said it multiple times, but if you leave us a review and you have any ideas or forecast on a well, yeah, future topic. Don't leave it on the review. Don't, don't leave it on a review. Send it in an email to uh, the Keys bartender or to Florida Keys. reviews? I read them, but I don't necessarily see. There's so many websites. I think the media company will help us do that. But there's so many... Uh, platforms that were presented on, it's hard for me to access them all the time. Uh, and I'm not saying it's hard for me to access them because I don't have available time to access them. 
I don't have the ability to do it. As much with when it comes to technology, I'm like a monkey fuck. Uh, you know, I mean, you could, if you want to go on to Spreaker well, or iHeartRadio and then just imagine picturing iTunes, Jim. iTunes. Or picture me as a blow up dog. As a, as, as a monkey humping a football, then yeah. I'm more <laughs> we of should a, make a meme for that. I'd be a large monkey. <laughs> you are a very large monkey. I wouldn't monkey. be a gorilla, You're exactly. Because gorillas, <laughs> gorillas, gorillas get up to 500 pounds. You know, but you would be more like a chimpanzee. A very tall. Like a really tall chimpanzee. Yeah. I'd be like Caesar. Right. <laughs> and muscular. Caesar. Uh, I'm not. I'm not like humongous from. Uh, no, but you know. Humongous. Your classes are taken. Go. You ain't having a warrior of the wasteland. <laughs> Surrender, leave. You, you who want to look like me, go to spin class. <laughs> no, no, no. Um, no, you know what? I'm not. I'm not. I don't think I don't post pictures of myself on Facebook. I don't. I don't do the posing pictures. Maybe we should. Maybe no, I we don't. should put some gym posing. You know pictures. what's funny? I can't do it because when I was younger, I was thin and I was self conscious. And then when I got muscular and big, I don't want to do it because that seems needy. I just want to be me. What if people want to see what you look like? What okay, let's show some pictures. What if uh, we I do mean, a calendar like, shoot? How about some dick pics? Two guys and girls. <laughs> adults only. They say that adults only. Adults only. Oh, that makes but it better, doesn't it? These, adults only. All the companies, everyone, they do a calendar shoot. We could do a calendar we could do a shoot. Calendar shoot. We could make like your June calendar, calendar just be shoot. super we, sweaty. Oh, the cowboy, especially the fireman. Since, since we just we just talked about how fucking Africa hot it was the right pa- now. The bartender with the suspenders. Yep. Yeah, we could have the, one where you're humping a football. Ideas. Oh, the football <laughs> ideas. Uh, uh, oh, wow, I can't believe I'm thinking about that. Right? Yeah, we might have to do oh, a my keys God. the keys bartender calendar like, shoot. Kind of each episode, so like you know our walking jacker, we could just like put fake dicks. On oh my God! Street, can we walking down the street? Like <laughs> walking down the street with the. Um, I'm gonna have to use two hands, so. though. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm sorry. No, just kidding. That's where your pants fall down. Yep. Well, I did have that, you know, when my pants falling down, right? <laughs> no, because I was, I was, I was watching my weight. No, it was uh, my, uh-huh. uh, my, my, my wife was saying I was losing so much weight. Falling down. But it's actually the Velcro on the pants get old. Because he has Velcro on his pants. No, they got Velcro. Guys, there's Velcro right. on his pants. You know what I'm talking about. These fishing pants, these yeah. shorts. Yeah. No idea. David, oh, they got shorts, okay. Where I, you can I, I cinch them in. I wear quick dry shorts. They cost a lot of money, but they're I the wear a quick dry suit. But they have these Velcro so you can <laughs> tighten them in, especially for fit levels. No. I need bigger thighs and smaller waist. My waist. <laughs> Trying to show off the muscles. I'm not trying to show my way. I need bigger thighs. <laughs> I'm just, I'm because just... I, I don't want, I don't like my, I don't like my pants being. Hey Jim, uh, how much do you squat? I don't squat. I don't squat. No, I don't no. squat. No. no. Imagine be about 400 pounds. So yeah, he needs uh, tight thighs so he can show off the muscles. No, <laughs> no, no. I do okay. endurance. I'm more endurance. I'm, I'm just, endurance. I'm just going to tell you perfectly. Endurance and power. Endurance I'm just, just going to tease you a little bit about the Velcro thing, though. No, the Velcro actually works. It's great. It's <laughs> no, you don't need extra gap. In your, hey, it's in your fine pants. until it's on your shoes. That's all I'm worried about, Jimmy. That's all I'm worried about. 
No, no, it's not. Okay, I understand. <laughs> I'm thinking about what you're saying. Can you, can you tie bunny ears still? I could do a one-eared elephant. Okay, so yeah, you don't need Velcro yet on he's, your suit. He's all right. Yeah. He's all right. Yeah. Okay. Well. Oh my God. We're at one hour. All right. We, we went over. We did. We did it great. Um, <laughs> um, <laughs> if you, you would like to see pictures of Jim with, with his Velcro shoes, let us know. <laughs> I need that. I don't have Velcro shoes. We'll, we'll add that, that. calendar picture. You know, it could be like a December. I don't have Velcro picture. shoes. I don't have Velcro shoes. He could. He could pose. I did have a Christmas problem at tree. one time. I told you when I started my journey losing weight. I had a problem. Part of it was being older. And the second was having a belly and leaning over to tie your shoes was much like folding a bowling ball. <laughs> it was impossible. You're reaching down. And now I can squat down, do it, boom, boom. I mean, I feel really comfortable doing it. I don't have lower back pains and stuff like that, losing a couple pounds. I feel lean and stuff like that. And I, I didn't do a lot. And now he Obviously, can... listen to my drinking patterns. I'm, I'm not that strict... Uh, I don't have. Oh, look at it. He he bends right. over comfortably. <laughs> You're like Maggie Maggie Simpson, right? He bends over comfortably yes. to tighten his Velcro shoes. No, I wish you know I what? Could. I work with a guy. I work with <laughs> Jerry. I work with young, good-looking guys. And they hired another good-looking Jerry, the busboy, the good-looking Mexican busboy. I don't know. I haven't seen him Jerry, at night. We, when, we don't go there at night. How often do you okay, see Jerry, us there? At Jerry, night? Okay, Jerry works there. He's a nice-looking guy. He brought his he brought his cousin in. And Jerry's 24, right? Mm-hmm. And he brought his cousin in, he's 23, his name's Giovanni. And he looks exactly, he looks exactly, Jerry is this buff thing, he's around 5'9", five, 5'10". Five, can carry a keg on Just his shoulder. make me feel even worse now. I know, I know, no, no. And Giovanni, and then Giovanni, his better looking cousin comes into work. And now I'm... I move, you just see I'm moving down the rank, the fucking ranks. I'm not only 30 years older, I'm not the most fit, because I had the other Mexican. You do well. The other Mexican, you're, you're more fit than I am, and I'm at I, 28. I know, I know, but when, when they're 23, Good you don't realize how quick you could get into shape, though. I could get you into shape real quick. I need you to just, start. You need to go to spin class. Okay. Hey, I bought a bike the other day. Okay, I could get you. Come down, I'll pick you up and I'll take you to class with me. I'll get you on the road to wellness. I'll tell you that. Do I have to cut back on my drinking? Nope. Look at me. Let's go. I'm sold. You sold me already. Let's go. All right, guys. I think we are. My trip, the the liver beating workout uh, exercise gym, the bartender, drink and spin. There you go. Ooh. Uh, A non-endorsed exercise regimen. I don't think they would let us drink while we spin there, though. No, not at Meredith's Hospital, not at Baptist. No, they won't. Can we borrow their yeah. bicycles? No, no, we can do it. We can do it at a alternative <laughs> site, though. I think I'm going to do it. I'm going to see if they can allow us to do it. I mean, but how about this? After every mile you complete, you get a shot. A shot. You know. Mile. You know how many miles we do it in an hour class? No, about eighteen. That's God, you're going to kill me the first day I show your liver. You, you're going to be in awesome shape. They go, oh, my God, this guy's in awesome shape, but his liver's gone. Dude, I bought my brand new Five bicycle. Times. I rode to Riva and back, and I was about half dead because I went up a slight hill. Did I tell you what I used to do when I, when I first moved down here? I lived on Madrid, which is right around the uh, Circle K. And uh, I, I got down here. I was getting my head straight, and I would ride down the lower Matacumbi on a bike and had a mountain bike a hybrid mountain bike and you ride down. It wasn't a road bike, 
but I wrote it just for exercise. And I finally got, I was able to do whatever that was, 70 miles? Well, to lower Matt from here is... 77. Mile marker 30 70. miles. There and back. 30 miles. 30 miles, 82. 30 miles. 72. Down. Okay. And then, yeah. 60. 60 right. miles. Yeah. Do 60 miles in about five hours, and then go to an AA meeting in Almorada. Papa Joe <laughs> bought a bike the same day I did. Seven yeah. speed. Mine's probably 12, 14. Mm-hmm. He drove to 106, or rode his bike to 106 and back. Eight miles, I think it was. Yeah. Well, we're at 103. Yeah. So, so six miles. Eight miles, pretty much round trip. And I'm like, how the fuck did you do that? Well, I mean, I, I was I was nowadays. younger. I was I was 45 when I did it. Papa Joe compared to me, 28. I know, I know. I'm 45. I yeah. I was 45 when I did it. Yeah. And now I'm a, it's been a struggle. Now I'm gonna next year. I'm thinking I'm actually considering we're doing a long episode. Let's we go. We really are. I got to get rid of the. I, we're we're gonna do. Uh, I think I'm gonna do the. Uh, the whole uh, uh, keys race, and I think I'm going to do it at one shot. The hundred miles. You're crazy. I could be, but I, I I'll train. I'll do it a couple times. I'll do it a couple times. On how about this woman that's ran from I think Mass all the way to Key West? Mm-hmm. She's on her last final leg right now. She's doing it for uh, opiate addiction awareness yep. because she's had too many family members. Oh, I'm against it. What are you talking? She's doing it for it? For opiate addiction oh, awareness. Wait, oh, good, good. Because she's had too many it's family members. It's just like members the cancer thing when someone died. comes up and says, you're doing it for cancer. And I go, I'm joking. Nah. I'm not fucking against cancer. That's yeah. my response when someone says, we're doing it for cancer. I say, you're an asshole. Because cancer is awareness. <laughs> Okay, and they look at me like it's like, but well, you can't say those I'm words out loud, like because it's like cancer. Cancer, it's a bad word. You have to whisper. I'm doing it for ass words. cancer. I'm doing it for ass cancer. Uh, but no, next year, I'm going to make a bold statement right now. Let's let's hear it. I'm going to do the whole ride. I'm going to do the whole. I'm going to do the whole ride. I'm I'm hoping if they let me that they let me do the whole ride by uh the whole ride by myself. I know there's people that run the whole way. The run, yeah, the hundred miles. I, I'm going to bike the hundred. I think it's a hundred miles, hundred and two miles. Yeah, hundred two miles. I'll bike the hundred two miles, and then we'll do a show from Key West, and uh, I'll, I'll try to time it, and I'll talk to uh, uh, Forty Three Keys Media, and we'll try to do a show and get everyone down there, and maybe you'll be in the van. And I'll stop, and we'll talk, and maybe maybe I can I can clip on and do. Uh, Where are we going to be in a van? Where are we getting in the van? van? You're going to follow me. We gotta we gotta get a van. I'll get a van. We'll get a sponsor. I got a truck. <laughs> no, my we'll truck's got the one twenty outlet in it. No, one I, of our. I'm just. Teasing I mean, him. if I, it's next year, we're still on the air. We'll have a fucking sponsor, <laughs> and, and uh, you'll be in there, and you guys, uh, we'll have a driver, yeah. and you guys will do this sound, and you're gonna, and I'll, uh, we'll probably. Figure out how we can get it connected. Hey, but I thought you were going to get me into shape. I might do it with you. Okay, well then I can't make a statement for you. I got to ride. Can I make I a statement for you? Sure. Tyler and I are going to do a hundred miles by a hundred miles all the way in Key West. All right, so what time are your spin classes? I have to be at work early in the morning. Uh, not that early, I guess. I mean, my earliest one's nine. I could push my entry time in back. Nine. Uh, uh, Sunday tomorrow I do one at six thirty a.m. 
p.m. Oh, I was gonna say I'm filling in. I'm gonna, I'm gonna try to pick up. I'm gonna pick up another class, and uh, hopefully, let's get more listeners and stuff like that. I could do more spin classes. Do a. I'm still always gonna bartend, but I may cut back on some of the bartending, so I could do more shows. I mean, get like three, four shows a week, and uh, get. Uh, and you can see what uh, a lot of drinking and exercise gets you. Yeah. There you go. See what happens. And you follow us a little longer. You'll see if it actually adds your longevity or it follow uh, Tyler's gets me to process. A, yes. <laughs> Let's see, yeah, the, uh, see if Tyler gets crushed by the 56-year-old man. Oh, you're half my age. Without already a doubt. You're half my age. I turned 29 at the end of this month. Okay. You're about half my age. You're about half my age. That's still because I'm I'm 58. But once it gets it gets sad when I'm 70. Yeah, but you could kick my ass right now riding. A no, no, no. But it's still 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 in my prime. It's sad when it's 70. You're still young. You got a lot of it. Yeah, I need to start now. You got. I, I started to do it. No, no, not true. Not true. I didn't start working out till I was um, 38. 38, you know, 38, 39. FG, so I FG, FG is 71, and she's still kicking it. And she could probably kick half. No, of our when you asses. started, when you started, <laughs> she could kick my I'm talking, ass. I'm talking about, I'm talking about when you started, and you can always start it if you don't have a major disability. You can always start it. We we started signing off about twenty minutes. ago. I know we really did it. Went Here's for a thing. really long time. Is I went up there. We spent a day walking around an iron ore ship up there, up there, and FG was with us. Yes, I may have had to push her up a couple flights of stairs, but this woman was giving me a run for my money inside this iron ore ship. I had to keep up with her and make sure she kept going, even though she was like, hey, are you keeping up? I'm like, mom's iron ore. What are you talking about? An iron ore ship? Iron ore ship? Iron, iron ore. One of the oh, you were taking ships. a tour yes. of an iron ore ship. An iron ore ship. Ah, that would be, oh, goodness. With Ir- the, the Ed- Irvin. Cheryl and iron ore ship. What's that? Was the Edmund Fitzgerald? Yes, yeah. the Edmund Fitzgerald was an was iron, iron ore ship, and this was the Irving. Oh well, gosh, something Irving. Irvin. Irvin. Oh, I, something I, I talk, did I ever tell you, like on New Year's Eve, a buddy of mine would just read the uh, lyrics to uh, the wreck of the Edmund. William Fitzgerald. P. Irvin. Okay. Listen, we got it. Oh, my God. <laughs> we really oh, we have to sign off. Guys, thank you very much. Oh, yeah, thank you very much. Leave, leave us reviews. Leave, leave a us review reviews. for us. I'm, I'm, wait, let's hit it. Jim, can hit you the do button. The, can you do the sound for the hypnosis? It's a... Wah, 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 wah. Thank you guys. Good night. Thank you.